UFC's been around for about 30 years now, and during that time, there's been an unrelenting amount of breakthrough stars, young contenders, and martial arts prodigies. Some of them will go all the way to the title, and some careers don't always go as predicted, but Hamzat Chemaev has already proven to be unique in a lot of ways, breaking UFC records in his debut performances, and the man himself is almost as mysterious as his skill set, which has seemed at times almost superhuman. Who is he? Where does he come from? And why does he want to eat everyone? Well, sit back and grab your wrestling shoes, fight fans, because we're about to go on a journey of discovery into the life of Boars the Chechen Wolf. I'm Balian from MMA On Point, and this is 10 Interesting Facts About Hamzat Chemaev. Number 10. Chechen History Life can be a struggle for anyone, regardless of which country you find yourself born in. There's a lot of harsh environments on this planet. But when I say Hamzat Chemaev was born into a world of conflict, well, I literally mean that. The Caucasus Mountain region has seen conflict as far back as the Persian and Ottoman empires. They are the gateway to Russia from the Middle East, but not even that long ago, the people of Chechnya were removed from their country during Stalin's regime following World War II, finally being allowed back in Chechnya in 1957 after a lot of their cultural and historical sites had been completely destroyed to make way for a Russian city. Like many countries in the region, it was a member of the Soviet Union. They declared themselves a republic in 1991, but the country eventually fell into civil war between those that wanted independence and those that didn't. The Russian government had enough however, and after blockading trade and funding the anti-republic elements in the country, in 1994, Russia sent over 40,000 troops to restore the breakaway republic. What was supposed to be a simple invasion turned into a full-scale conflict with the guerrilla Chechen forces defending against the bombardments and invasion for years. 1994 was also the year Hamzat was born, directly into a war zone in the middle of struggle and conflict, the effects of which continued throughout his childhood into a second Chechen war that started in 1999. The resulting poverty, crime, and chaos would shape the early years of Hamzat. Hamzat's life. Number 9. Hamzat's Upbringing at just two years old, Hamzat fell down a set of concrete steps, smashing his face, lip, losing teeth, and breaking his nose, which led to a deviated septum that means he can only breathe out of one nostril. This is also how he got the scar on his lip. Of course, being from a small village near the Caucasus Mountains, wrestling was a huge part of his childhood. He even grew up opposite a wrestling gym and began training when he was just five. As Hamzat also tells it, he's been fighting his whole life, including a bunch of street fights during his childhood. But he's also said he's an emotional guy and sometimes would lose control and also has said if it wasn't for his brother, he probably would have found himself in jail because once he gets going, he can't be stopped, which might also explain why he's so ruthless in competition. He continued training and competing, hoping to find a way to make a better life for his family and escape the poverty around them. Much like boxing in the Western world, wrestling offers the same escape from your surroundings and situation. He even wrestled his way to a bronze medal in the Russian Junior Championships, which is pretty goddamn impressive considering how many thousands of children look to do the same each year. But it was his brother that first moved to Sweden looking to provide a better life for the family. Number 8. Journey to Sweden Arta Chemaev was also a wrestler, and once he arrived in Sweden, he began training. Shortly after, as asylum seekers, Hamza and the rest of the family arrived, but it wasn't exactly easy from here. He lived in a small apartment with his brother and the rest of his family, and they had been allowed in the country, but were only granted residency status and didn't have passports. Hamza worked every day in a poultry factory to help contribute and support the family, but he would run through the neighborhoods and past the big houses, dreaming of a better life and what he could one day hope to achieve. He continued wrestling and training once he arrived at multiple gyms across the country. 
country and began tearing it up on the wrestling scene. He competed in the Swedish National Championships in 2015 and 2016, where he won a gold medal in both in multiple weight classes, and by the end of the tournament was sitting at a 19-0 undefeated record. But he wasn't a Swedish citizen, and he didn't have a passport, so any big organizations or something like the Olympics just weren't on the table. He was still competing, but was far from realizing his dreams, and his family was still suffering. Number 7. Discovering MMA While taking a break on an overnight shift at work in the poultry factory, Hamzat saw the main event of UFC 194, Conor McGregor vs. Jose Aldo. He'd never seen MMA or the UFC before and had no idea what it was, but he asked himself the question, if these guys can get paid millions, why can't he? He was also a fighter and knew he could beat anyone. As he tells it, a friend invited him to an MMA class when he was 23 and he began training at the All-Stars gym in Stockholm, Sweden, deciding to move away from wrestling and start training in mixed martial arts, which of course offered a lot more opportunities worldwide opposed to wrestling. He made his amateur debut in 2017 at Fight Club Rush 1, which also happened to have a couple of children cage side watching for some reason, and he won via Darstroke in the second round. He continued fighting amateur promotions, but not before he made one final return to wrestling where he entered the Swedish National Championships in 2018 and won the whole thing without conceding a point, putting his official wrestling record at 23-0. Pretty much all of his early fights showed the same kind of dominance, but also his growing striking ability, his timing, speed, and body mechanics just seem to be something he either has outstanding natural control over or something he's honed over his years and years of training. Number 6. Convicted of Assault Whilst living in the town of Kalmar in October 2017, Hamza and his friend visited a department store, and as they were leaving, his friend was stopped and accused of stealing a pair of headphones. He protested that that wasn't the case, and Chemayev's friend was restrained anyway by a shop employee. Hamza rushed over and, according to the court case, punched the employee right in the mouth. This led to them falling over, injuring their leg and their jaw. Hamza said that it was just a prank or a push and that he acted in self-defense, but there were several testimonies that went against that, as well as footage of the punch and the court ruled that there was no right to self-defense in the case. It was considered assault and he was sentenced to 50 hours community service as well as damages of 600 Swedish kroner. This isn't the first time we've seen Hamzat react when he feels his friends are in trouble. However, while attending a teammate's fight in January 2022, he was not happy with how the fight ended and so a fired up Bors jumped the barrier and marched towards the cage to do, well, I'm not quite sure what the plan was really. The event security and his friends managed to restrain him and everything de-escalated fairly quickly. But when he talks about being an emotional guy, you can maybe see how things might have gone out of hand. Number 5. MMA Saved His Life before starting his MMA journey, Hamza had been living in Kalmar and training at the local wrestling club, but once he decided he wanted to compete, he moved to Stockholm in 2017, home of the world-renowned All-Stars Training Center. He went along with a friend to visit first, but after asking the BJJ coach Alan Nascimento, if I moved here, will you train me? He went home for three days and returned with a bag of groceries, moved into a room at the gym, and has been living there ever since. At the All-Stars gym, there's a ton of European and Swedish MMA talent. One person in particular, Hamza connected with immediately with Reza Madani, who was also an immigrant to the country, a Swedish wrestling champion, having won the title in 2002 and 2003, and also a former UFC fighter. He began cornering Hamzat for his early fights, and Chimaev calls him his brother, alongside Alexander Gustafsson, who also helped tutor him along the way with his hand-fighting, boxing, and elbows. Hamzat told a particularly touching story about being out training one day with a team, and Gustafsson saw that Hamzat's shoes were falling apart, as he had pretty much no money to speak of, so Alex took him to a store that same day to buy him some new shoes and clothes to train in. Razor apparently also did things like this as well, along with helping him with food when he needed and now Hamzat looks to give back, working with Razor and other members of the team to provide relief for the homeless and those in need in their city. MMA finally gave Hamzat the outlet and means to provide for his family that he'd been looking for for pretty much his whole life. Number 4. He flew to Ireland to fight Connor 
If you don't remember the rivalry between Conor McGregor and Habib Nurmagomedov, things got pretty heated. Conor brought up a lot of deeply personal subjects, his religion, his wife, as well as the country he was from. The Chechen people know what I'm talking about when I call this man a coward. They were chased from their land. They were chased from their land to the edge of cliffs. The wars and destruction Chechnya has seen have been brutal, so I'll tread around this subject as lightly as I can. When Hamzat heard this, he was still just 1-0 in his pro career, but was determined to make Conor pay for these words that disrespected his country and Habib. He talked to Joe Coleman at TalkSport and explained that although no one knew who he was, he didn't care. That Connor had also been talking about knocking out another Chechen in sparring, and he thought that he was close enough to Ireland he could fly there and catch Connor on the street or at the gym and give him what he deserved. He apparently landed in Ireland and was waiting at the airport when the authorities there told him he needed to return to Sweden. As he was leaving, he was apprehended by special forces who told him that he wasn't allowed to go anywhere. Hamza admits that his English was pretty bad, so he didn't really know what they were asking him, but he was driven to a police station and kept there for eight hours. He said there was no interrogation, but he was just held in the cell. He even started doing press-ups and squats while he waited. But eventually, they told him, you have to go back to Sweden, and they drove him to the airport and put him on a plane home. Apparently, several people thought he was heading to Ireland to help him prepare for the Habib fight, but according to Hamzat, that was not the case. He said, I was coming there to protect our pride and honor. I was going there for all of us. He also managed to get in a bit of trouble with Habib when a comment he made during an Instagram Live video was taken out of context and made to look like he was dismissing Habib's abilities. Thankfully, they resolved their beef with Hamzat at giving him nothing but respect. Habib was a career, Number three, his lucky break. Once Hamzat started his mixed martial arts journey, he had his eyes firmly set on the UFC. After his first pro win, he actually became Hamzat Chemaev. His real name was Hamzat Garikhanov, but after his pro debut, he changed it to Chemaev, which I believe means Viking in Russian. Damn, that's some scary shit. But after his second pro win at Fight Club Rush 3, he gave an interview, which, shout out to my Twitch buddy Nerd Rage Fred, I had translated to English. In it, he explained that although he'd only been training and knew about the sport for a year, he felt like he was already UFC material. He even called out Oliver Emkamp, who had seen the UFC but felt like he wasn't UFC quality and he could beat him. He also talked about his success so far in wrestling and MMA was due to his upbringing, but not a lot of Swedes and other people have seen the same hardships and it was an advantage. And from here, though, it wasn't straight to the UFC. Instead, joined the Middle Eastern promotion Bravery started smashing through their middleweight and welterweight divisions respectively. Got two first round finishes in 2018 against legit and undefeated contenders. And then in 2019, he picked up two more wins and was scheduled to fight for the Brave FC welterweight title in April 2020. The first brave event to be in Sweden arranged especially for him. But the pandy happened and the event was cancelled altogether. But this would actually be a blessing in disguise as it opened the door for his UFC debut. Brave FC had been running a few events in Abu Dhabi and it just so happens this is where the UFC had been targeting several events on Fight Island. John Phillips' opponent Dusko Todorovic fell out and given the hype around Jemaya from his teammates at All-Stars, Hamzat got his first UFC fight, which he certainly made the most of dominating Phillips until he tapped him in the second round. Number 2. Battling COVID and Near Retirement Hamzat's UFC performances broke all kinds of records, including picking up two wins inside of 10 days in two different weight classes. Then he knocked out the man with the most subs in the division in just 17 seconds. Off the back of this, the UFC booked him in a high-profile matchup with Leon Edwards for December 2020 in what would have most likely been a title eliminate about, but just when everything seemed to be finally coming together for Bors, he caught COVID and it was almost the end of his career. After first contracting it in December, Hamzat tried to continue to train but ended up in and out of hospital for weeks with chest pains, high fever, 
the headaches and muscle pain. So the fight was rescheduled for January 2021, but before the end of the year, Hamzat had to once again pull out because of the lingering effects. His manager, Majdi Shama, said he'd train one round, take a break, then start coughing and have to be taken back to hospital. He even found him sleeping in a hotel lobby because he was too weak to make it to his room. And he said Hamzat called him one day believing he was going to die, his condition was so bad. The fight was rebooked for March, but his manager announced he would have to pull out again. The UFC flew him to Vegas for treatment, but when he arrived, he was put on prednisone, which as Dana described is a nasty fucking steroid. And he was told to take it easy, to relax and let his body recover. This he didn't do. His manager tried to stop him. Hamzat told him he was only going to hit pads, but he started jumping in for sparring rounds. And after one hard session, Hamzat started to feel very ill, went home and he started coughing up blood into his sink. It didn't help that he didn't speak English very well and didn't really understand what it was he was supposed to be taking. Bors said he wasn't worried about his own health or dying, just not being able to take care of his mother and family if things didn't get better. Hamzat felt like he'd been sick for months and months and wasn't showing any signs of improving. He thought it might even be cancer. So in an emotional moment, he posted on Instagram a picture of a bloody sink in which he'd been coughing and the message that he was retiring. After the post, Ramzan Kadyrov, the president of Chechnya, called him, compelling him to come home where he would receive treatment to stay and compete in the sport to represent his country. Hamzat flew back to Grozny, Chechnya. He had been worried about cancer, but instead had fibrosis in the left lung as a result of the coronavirus. After a few weeks, he was doing better and he returned to training and shortly after returned to fight in shape. Number one, charity work and giving back. Although the goal for Hamza has always been to generate success and wealth, it's not for his own personal gain necessarily. It's always been about supporting his family and taking care of his mother. Tragically, in 2021, his aunt passed away and Hamza gave an emotional interview where it seemed lack of money may have been the cause. <laughs> Перед этим я сказал маме, я буду зарабатывать скоро большие деньги, иншаллах, все будет хорошо. Мама просто так сказала, если бы были бы у тебя сейчас эти деньги. Ну, тетя умерла, иншаллах, она в раю. More recently, as part of Hamzat's YouTube vlog series, he was seen helping coach Reza Madani along with Darren Till as they gave out food and clothing to the homeless in Stockholm. He acknowledges that after nearly being homeless himself and being helped by selfless people, it's important to give back to those in need. This is something he also does for other Dagestani and Chechen fighters who come to the All-Stars gym in Sweden with little to no money for food. Feels like you have to help somebody, you know. That time when we need somebody help us, now we help somebody. That's important. Makes this world a little better, bro. When he first arrived in Vegas, without him knowing, his teammate Guram Kudzalade pulled out his camera and filmed him talking to a homeless man, helping him across the street to McDonald's and then buying him a meal. In an interview with MMA Hustle, he was asked about having as much money as McGregor. And he responded, When I say make money, it's not that I want to make a bunch of dough for myself and ride around on yachts like Conor McGregor. If he suddenly invited me to ride around on his yacht, sure, I'd go for a ride, I wouldn't refuse. But personally, I would not throw my money around. If I make that kind of money, I want to do something good. Do charity. Well, I hope you left this video more informed about the life and history of Hamzat Chemaev and a bunch of interesting facts to tell your friends. His upcoming fight with Gilbert Burns will likely decide the trajectory of the rest of his UFC career, and I can't wait to see it. <laughs> Big shout out and thank you to Max Randall for editing this video. You can follow him on Twitter at Max underscore Randall. Thank you very much for watching everyone today. Please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content. We upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on twitter at mma on point and myself at balian underscore plays you can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and i hope you've enjoyed yourselves i'll see you in the next one